Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We're locked in. We're ready to go. We got a ton of stuff to go over today, Mike. We've got WWE Backlash, which overall, better than expected, I would say. We've got some AEW news and notes. We've got NBA playoff check-in. We've got your Detroit Tigers playing good baseball, question mark. And because Mike talked me into it, because I'm such a good friend, we're talking the NFL schedule release before the actual schedule release. So we got a lot of stuff to go over today, guys. Listen, we spent three and a half months doing these stupid mock drafts. <laughs> we can spend one show. It's your segment. <laughs> it's your segment, though. You got your. You got a sound effect. You have a whole jingle. To, no other segment in the entirety <laughs> of this show has its own separate intro to the segment, can, except can, for can yours. I, can I request? What? <laughs> yeah, what do you want? What do can you want? I, can I request, if the Lakers win the title, can I get a cool sound effect? No! <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. Stop it. Okay. Stop it. No. Please. No, absolutely not. Please. Stop it right now. Only if you say that LeBron is not the reason why they won. It's only <laughs> Anthony Davis and LeBron's just ri- riding the coattails right now. <laughs> he is riding the Ridiculous. Uh, we're going to talk about it, though. But we got a lot of stuff to go over. But before we do... We got to say thank you once again to our favorite sponsor, Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. Uh, use our code always right for 15% off all products. That's right. Every single product on the entire website, you can use our code. You buy their bundle pack. You can buy their starter pack. That's what got sent to us. It was amazing. All Everything's gone. All the product is gone. We got to order more. Um, we want to we thank them for sponsoring the show. That's RighteousFelon.com. Go to the, you know, when you go to checkout, just use our code always right for 15% off. 15%, guys, 50%. Alpha six bucks, right? It doesn't seem like a lot, but when you order 50 bags of jerky, it adds up quick. So make sure you guys use that code always right. Um, once again, thank you so much for them uh, for sponsoring the show. And if you want to know any other products that we are affiliated with, or if you want to buy some sweet, sweet merch, go to I'm always right where you can find our official logo t-shirt. You can find the vintage logo t-shirt as well. Um, and then you can also buy, if you want to buy some, maybe Swift lifestyles, uh, energy drink to wash that jerky down with use our code always right for 10% off there as well. Lots of stuff going on here at the I'm always right sports podcast. We appreciate you supporting the show and use those codes, man. That's why we give them to you guys. Even if you know, you only listen to part of the show, you listen to one segment and then you're out, whatever it is, we still want to pass those savings on to you guys. Once again, use that code always right for 15% off at righteous felon.com. All right, enough shilling, Mike, let's get into it. Backlash. We're here. Um, Honestly, before we kind of get in the match by match, this show, two thoughts, right? Number one, not nearly as bad in execution as it was on paper. And then two, WWE really needs to start going to places they haven't been to in a while because it really helps these B shows pop a lot more when the crowd really cares about every single character on this show. Every single person got some sort of react, good or bad. Yeah. They got a reaction. You know, this this show on almost anywhere in the U.S. Dies. Is, is a it whole, dies. It's a whole letter grade down. Oh, my gosh. Days. Yeah. It, it, it completely flounders because they go, I've seen this. Like, mm-hmm. you were just here six months ago. Like, I don't know necessarily here in Detroit because they don't come here a ton, right? But, like, okay, they're in Chicago. They're like, okay. You know, I mean, Rollins will get a reaction. Cody will get a reaction. Rio will get a reaction. Bianca will. But, like, Omos ain't getting a reaction. You know, mm-hmm. or 
um, like Bad Bunny getting bad, the greatest. Oh my ever. gosh, dude! Yeah, and we're gonna talk. I want to talk about that too because that's a whole other thing. But let's get into it match by match here, and then we'll go overall grades and all that good stuff. Yeah. But this was a good show. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So we started off. Start off hot. Start off hot, 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 hot and heavy. Yeah. We had Bianca Belair. Uh, defeating Eero Sky in 18 minutes. He got an 8.4 out of 10 yep. on 291 votes mm-hmm. on Russell votes. Yep. Um, or cage match, sorry. Not Russell votes. Um, match was really good. The only part I didn't like about it, yep. like the first 15 minutes, we were thriving. Yep. It kind of gave me the feel of the, how does Eero Sky not win when you have like four people interfering? Yes. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And I was worried that nobody was going to make that point before I did. But yes, I, I literally said this to my girlfriend. We're watching. I go, I don't have an issue with Bianca winning. But why? if, if she's going to beat her, just beat her. Mm-hmm. You don't need Bailey and, and everybody else yeah. to come out because it makes the faction look stu- This is a lesser egregious version yeah. of Gargano Cole. Yeah. From and, I, and I will say, so the one thing that I like helps... This one out, other than the Gargano Cole one, mm-hmm. was Gargano was literally just beating up four other guys at the same time. Yeah, I think this one Bailey technically cost Eero, yeah, right? Which kind of helps it a little bit because yes. you see the divide starting to come yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't just purely Bianca going out, going crazy, beating the two of them, <clears throat> and then beating Eero. Yeah. Like Gargano goes out, it beats all of Undisputed Era, then beats Cole. Yeah. Like it would have been different if like Roderick Strong like messes up and hits Cole. Or, right. Like, like, right. Gargano. Yeah. That's like, a totally different. That's a totally different, yeah. different thing. But it's like yeah. Gargano going through and killing everybody. This one was Bailey slips up. You know, right. half a causes the hesitation. Causes the hesitation. Causes the loss. It yeah. wasn't just right. Bianca goes out, kills both of them outside, comes back in and beat wins. Yeah. I just wish so. that if they they put they had such a great match. Right, crowd was really behind EO in this match too, which I thought was interesting. Um, you know, Bianca did a good job of kind of dealing with the heat, so to speak. Um, but they got it done. This is a great match. This, you know, mm-hmm. people were like, this is a Triple H NXT TakeOver women's title match type yeah. vibe. And that's kind of really what I got from it, right? So good match all the way through. Very interested to see what they're going to do with the Raw Women's Championship now that Bianca's on SmackDown. If they're just going to do a swapsies, I don't know. Um, but it sounds boring. Spoiler, so. they will. Yeah, so. probably. Yeah. But let's keep going. Next Great way up, to open the show, though. Yeah. Next up, we had Seth Rollins taking on Omos. Why? I don't even think the announcers know why. Well, what's say. funny is if you didn't watch on Peacock Premium, which nobody does if you have cable because you just get Peacock for free, mm-hmm. then they would do like the whole like vignette, you know, in the head of time. So I have no idea why this match still is occurring, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Seth Rollins walks out, or Omos walks out, reaction. Seth Rollins walks out, reaction. Crazy oh my, how they dude, both get a reaction. Dude, Rollins, like. Yeah. My goodness. They were in Europe. Did you see that? They were in Europe last week. 14 minutes. Mm-hmm. They did that. 14 minutes. They just let him. They just went. And he just stood there. Yeah. 14. That's a long time. That's a long that's time. A, that's a whole match. Yeah. Uh, it's longer than this match. Yeah, no kidding. So, Rollins wins with the high altitude curve stop. That's what I'm yep. going to call it because it sounds cooler than what they were calling it. Sure, yeah. The high altitude curve stop. Um, got a six he point. He blocked the one. He did block yeah, the one. He was like, my neck muscles are stronger than your foot. <laughs> what did this get rated on? 6.29 out of 10. I think that's fair. Listen, he, here's the thing. I, I The only issue I really have with this, outside of the no build thing, which is irksome to me always, right, is the fact that 
you've now had Omos lose to Brock and Seth, right? So if he's supposed to be this big monster, but he just keeps losing to everybody, what is he? Mm-hmm. It, like, you can go back throughout history and go, at least Kali got some wins, you know? He won a title. Yeah, he won the world title. Yeah, but like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he crushed Rey Mysterio's skull, basically, at one point, right? He destroyed Rick Flair. Like, he did things where you go... Holy crap! How is John Cena gonna overcome this? Who is how is Batista gonna beat this mammoth of a man? Omos is coming out here, killing nobody, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's ginormous!" And then Rollins is like, "Hold my beer!" And then he just beats him. So it's like, as much as they think they have an Omos, at the same time, it's weird to think, "Well, he's a free agent, so he can go wherever he wants to lose?" Mm-hmm. Question mark. So I thought they did the best they could, and this match didn't linger. I will say this: I think they're doing a really good job of minimizing. Omos's time in the ring because they know he's kind of limited. Yeah. So, and Rollins is just uber over. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Uh, next up, we had uh, Austin Theory in a match. Yep. We knew against Bobby Lashley and Bonson Reed. Mm-hmm. Went about six minutes fifty one seconds. Got a five point six seven out of ten, which I think is a little too high. Really? Uh, here's the thing. It only went five minutes. Right. Thought the finish was done. Has been done. 7,000 times, yeah. right? So I was like, okay. Um, I thought this match did one thing really, really well. I thought it showed Bronson Reed's athleticism more mm-hmm. than anything else. I thought it let him shine, knowing he's going to take the fall, kept Bobby strong. We predicted Bronson was going to take the title, but that was before we knew that Theory was going to just go to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, well, that kind of kills it for me yeah. a little bit. Um, thought for maybe a second, maybe they give it back to Bobby just to – like, sorry for leaving you off WrestleMania, but um, yeah. not so much. So I don't, I don't really know where they're going with the U.S. title right now. That's that's a bit concerning. I'm hoping that with the brand split done, mm-hmm. we kind of start to get back into some actual storylines again. We hope so. but Got to do something. Got to do something. Um, SmackDown women's title. This is this is the match where if this crowd wasn't here. Oh, yeah, no. there's no, This match isn't made, though, if, yeah. they're, if they're not in Puerto Rico. Yeah. We got Rhea and Zelina. Goes seven minutes, eleven seconds. Gets a five point four three out of ten. Yeah, Rhea wins with a riptide. Fine match. Yeah, the match. The crowd is way too, way too over. To- yeah, crowd. You know, she's from there. She's never performed there. Family's there, right? Getting mm-hmm. the whole shebang. I get that. It would have been better. The problem is that this is backlash. She had no time to build this mm-hmm. really because you're coming right off of Mania. But if this was like. I don't know, give me another Extreme Rules or something, like a couple months later, mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? Like where Rhea's been champion for a minute and you have the time to build her a little bit, and then, okay, now she's finally getting her shot in the home, in her home country, that whole shtick. I feel like this match would have been a little more compelling, mm-hmm. but instead it was, well, okay, she's from here, so she's going to get a massive reaction just for Rhea to destroy her, and then she gets another massive reaction because she was happy that she's there, and then mm-hmm. next. Next, yep. Rhea's awesome, though, man. Rhea's She's awesome. fantastic. Rhea's great. Uh, we had our San Juan Street fight. Best match on the co- on the show. Not even close. No. Um, Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, 25 minutes. Kind of surprises didn't main event. I am astonished. Yeah, I event. was like... Especially because it came out and they were like, this is the co- yeah, double main double event. Double main event, and it's not even the double main event because it's not even the second to last match. Well, we can never do that because every year for like for like five years straight, it would be a world title match, then the women's match, and then the other main event match. So yeah, you know, yeah, but then you can't call it a double main event. Yeah, it's not the double. This main event. yeah, okay. So we got to talk about this though. The crowd reaction mm-hmm. for, for Bad Bunny for literally anybody that was in this match was crazy. Yeah, but like, like it was a full on riot when he dude. They know every word. They do his know song. every word. 
It was he had, incredible. He had, he had the perfect theme because he has the theme yeah. that like has a nice like drop to yeah, it, right? And like mm-hmm. everyone knew the drop. Yeah, like Cody has the woe, yeah, yep. and like. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see every Rollins single person. Ha- yeah, Rollins yeah. has a little like that everyone knows. They yep. kind if they don't know the rest of it, they at least know the drop part of it. Yep. And like he has a drop, mm-hmm. and everyone knew the drop yes. and when it was coming. Yeah. And it was it you was could see electric. every person word for word going with him. Right? I mean, goodness gracious! And this is the thing I I was I was taught I was thinking about this before we went on air. This is the stuff that WWE does better than anybody else. Like, this is not a shot at AEW at all, but AEW will never be able to do it as well as WWE no. does. And at this, at this type of thing, right? This is where the entertainment side of WWE mm-hmm. is always going to be prevalent. And this is why it works. Mm-hmm. Because they're smart enough to realize this dude's huge. And even in America, I don't think he's the most popular dude in the world, but he's over, right? Like people listen to his stuff, right? Yeah. I don't personally, but it's because I've I don't never speak heard Spanish. of the guy before. No, I didn't either. I legitimately yeah. didn't. And then I did some research. And I went, okay, he's, he's kind of cleaning it, it, up in the Grammy section. Though, and everyone's going to like roast me on this one. Yeah. I actually never heard of Logan Paul before he came to WWE either. Oh yeah. I know he was a big like YouTube guy. Yeah. I literally like outside his boxing. Yeah. I was like, I don't Yeah. I know nothing. Right. About it's him. not your realm of, yeah, it's of not the realm of interest. entertainment. Yeah. So like, I only know them from WWE. Right. So getting this blockbuster star, right, putting them in their home country, right, teasing it. Oh, he's just going to be the host, right? So you think, okay, I mean, he's going to come out and do a performance. Everyone's going to be thrilled, right? And then you get him into a match, and then they deliver, right, where it looks like he's bulked up a little bit too. I think this was a shining, shining moment for Damian Priest. Like, mm-hmm. all the pressure's on Priest. Because if this match sucks, Bad Bunny's not going to get blamed, mm-hmm. right? He's going away the next day. It's all on Priest. Like we talked about at Mania with The Miz, right? Where, like, you got to make sure that, you know, whoever you're in there with, he's got to look good. Priest did that in spades in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, this was awesome. This was a great match. Crowd was hot from the, the jump. Thought it went a little too long, I thought, at times. But overall, yeah, really damn spectacular. Was- WWE does this kind of stuff. Phenomenal. Yeah. This is where they're, like, in their element, how we can maximize an outside talent into our world. The fact that we're getting a match out of them too is like just icing on the cake. And then, Oh, by the way, like they're committed and they want to do good in this match. And it's not some hodgepodge of garbage. Everything just works. Yeah. And my two cents are one. I also love, and this, we should, I should have brought this up way before we started doing all these matches. The stage they use. Yes. is so much better than just having one giant big screen. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. It felt different. It felt like a big show. Yeah. Like, because all their big shows outside of Mania, and Mania is fine having the grand stage. Yeah. yeah. Now, because they're doing a lot of stadium shows for the big four. Yeah. Like, you get the big stages for, like, Backlash and whatever. Yeah. But, like, when SummerSlam comes in, they, like, come out from underneath, like, Mm -hmm. They walk right. up the stairs, right. and like you, you don't have a big screen, so you just thumb walking mm-hmm. out. Um, so I prefer, I, I love the the aesthetic of yes. like when you had the behind shot of Bad Bunny, yes. and he's walking out. The drone shots were the cool. The drone too. shots were really cool. Yeah, but like him walking out, and yeah. you, it like opens up the crowd, and everybody and everyone's losing their just minds. losing their mind and singing along. Yeah. It just works, and with the big screen effect, I don't think it works. As no, much. it doesn't because it takes away from what you're focused on. You're yeah. you're looking at all the colors rather than looking at him mm-hmm. and the reaction that he's eliciting, yeah. right? And, and second, if this was like an extreme rules in like New York, this yeah. match is not nearly as good. No, it's not. No, it's not. I thought they did a great this job. Match, literally, he did like a press slam on mm-hmm. Damian Priest 
Yeah. And it sounded like he just won the world title. Yeah. It was like every yeah. single move was. Yeah, he did a Mitch Noku driver and people lost their shit. And yeah. I was like, that was like the first like, move like he, of the match. He did like, yeah, they do like a switchblade. Yeah. And everyone's just like, this is the great. I was yeah. like, I, it's like, it's nothing like out of this world that you've right. never seen before. Yeah. But that crowd was carrying. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was on fire the whole <laughs> night. Um. And I think they need to start looking at going into these types of places yeah. when they have these B shows, right? Where well, it's that's like, why I think it's gonna be fun. Their next one, obviously, the next one's in Saudi. Yeah, yeah. But their money in the banks in London. Right, that'll be a lot. And of I'm fun. like, that's, that's gonna be the same yeah, kind of that, feel yeah. where you don't and I go think, there honestly, a lot. Honestly, SummerSlam and... in Detroit's gonna be hot. A because it's SummerSlam, but B we don't get big shows. Yeah. So I think this place is gonna be rocking too. Like I, I think too. they're doing a great job of kind of picking some locations to kind of get that big fight yeah. feel. Well, there's like, and I think AEW's feeling it a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. I think there was a while where like SummerSlam was always in LA. Yeah. yeah. For like five yes, years it in a felt row. Like, yeah. You're like, and it oh, just okay. felt like every time they go to summer, it's like, okay, it's like it's not. not yeah. There's more celebrities like. in the crowd than there is fans half the time. Yeah. Right. Like you're like, okay, so the whole first five rows are people that don't give a shit about the product. And it's like AEW when they go to Chicago now, where I'm yeah. glad that. For indoors in Canada, yes. they're doing their all in 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 right in, London in London or whatever. Yep. It's like some of these big shows aren't just all right. We're just gonna put them in Chicago, right? Like we're gonna put them in places that we haven't been yet. Yeah. So now those fans get to go to their first show, right. a big show, yeah. It should be electric in those places. Absolutely, no, so. for sure. This match was great, though. Uh, I can't say enough good things about it. it, it yeah. It's probably the one match if you're gonna if you're gonna actually go watch this show. I'd say Bianca and Io was really good, yeah, and then this one. match. Those are probably the two that I would say yeah. you probably need to go watch. Yeah. Uh, co-main, co-main event here. I'm looking at you, Rob, when okay. I say that co-main uh-huh. event. Uh, we had the Bloodline, the six-man tag, Bloodline yep. taking on Kevin Owens, Matt Riddle, and Sami Zayn. Yep. Um, basically. This is a good story match. Good, good story match. Yep. Bloodline kind of don't trust each other, kind of yeah. trust each other. Right. A little iffy. It's really Jay and Solo, and then Jimmy's like, hey, I'm here, hey, what's yeah, up? pretty much. Um. Uh, Solo kind of gets the save on Jay. Jay was going to die to Matt Riddle. Yep. Walks in, gets the Samoan spike for the win. There was a lot of like, like tag, like force yeah. tags in yep. on the Uso side and everything. Yep. Um, I thought they did a nice job. I, I thought two things. Number one, I thought they did a great job of, of really building that tension, right? Mm-hmm. Well, also interweaving the fact that they're in a match still, right? Yeah. And it didn't make it feel like the other guys were just kind of there. And then two, I thought that both Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle all sold the Samoan Spike really well. Kevin like, Owens, near oh the my end, goodness, he like did a full backflip. Yeah, on Owens. I, was I was like, like oh, he took holy it shnikes, where they're taking that level, they're like, oh, this is the most devastating move I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't know, and you're just like, what the hell did he just do? I don't know, he just took his freaking head off is what he did. Yeah. They did a great job of yeah. making that move feel like, holy shit, it's a one and done. Yeah. Like, you don't kick out, you know? Um, I'm still not in love with Solo. I know some people really are. I don't. I don't get the appeal. Still, mm-hmm. I thought he was fine in NXT. I thought he's. I think he's fine for what he is. But he's he is not a main event level guy, in my opinion. At least right now, doesn't talk much. I think his move sets limited, and I think he's a lot of Umaga 2.0. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have the face paint. He can actually talk English, but outside of that, he really like he's got the same finish. Relative same gear, um, it just to me feels like they're really trying to push them, push him into that level, but rather than letting him work his way up on his own, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And I think if this bloodline storyline once this is over, I don't think he la- I don't think he's gonna be able to make it 
like at that as a top top guy. Like mm-hmm. even Umaga, as dominant as he was, he never reached the world title. He was a great challenger for the world title, but he never became world champion. I think there was a reason for that, right? So I just I just don't see it with Solo, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe he'll... he's not Roman. Let's put it that way. No, he's but not it, Roman. It, I don't think he's even as I don't think he's on the same level as Jay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. Th- this match, I came away thinking Jay Uso could be a single star tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I could believe it. Yeah, I think Solo just needs a little more developing. Right. Like, As I, I agree. To, yeah. Like I think in a couple years, maybe he could definitely be that. Yeah. I think it's just way too early. Yeah. In in the time frame, before. I think he could be a cool version of what Samoa Joe could have been mm-hmm. at some point, where he finally turns babyface again. He's the mystique, right? Walks mm-hmm. down with the towel on his head and everything, and you're like, this dude just comes in, walks in, kicks ass, and leaves, right? Yeah. Like that's fine, but it just feels like we're really trying to push somebody who's not necessary. Like I think here, I think he's over by proxy because of who he's standing around with. You're in the ring with the greatest tag team of all time. You're in the ring with the most dominant champion we've ever seen in the mm-hmm. last. 15 years and you have the greatest manager of all second Bobby Heenan's number one but when with Paul Heyman that's a lot of shine no matter yeah. who I mean I'm gonna look good in that trio mm. you know what I mean so it just kind of is what it is but I'm I'm very intrigued to see were you shocked that they got the win at all by any stretch or you know like where are you at with this with this storyline uh, right now no I mean I we both picked faces to win last week yeah I'm not necessarily. I, I I thought it could be more of a pick 'em. Yeah. Um. I kind of thought Matt Riddle's into if if they were gonna lose, Matt Riddle was gonna lose. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, I'm I was literally in the match. The I both went. I could see the bloodline losing here, and Solo takes the pin because then Solo messes up. Mm-hmm. So now what does Roman respond to? Because Solo took the fall. Yeah. But I was also like, I'm also like, yeah, but what does it do for Riddle and Kevin and Sammy if they win? Yeah. Like they've been winning all this time. So I feel like the bloodline kind of almost needs the win. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I also kind of still wish that they didn't do that Cody solo match like, yeah. before Mania. Yeah. Because if Solo didn't lose that, mm-hmm. I think he's still like undefeated Defeated, right. or close to it. Yeah. So he can still feel that force. Like since Cody beat him, I'm yeah. like, I feel like he hasn't had that mystique of, oh, you're undefeated. It almost could, that could have been a pay per view match. Right. Like yeah. that's the, la- like Cody's got to get through solo. You beat solo. You yeah. get to Roman. Right? Yeah, you kind of do. Yeah, I, I was, and we always complain about how MJF yeah, yeah. has like the exact same build to every single pay per view he's ever been in. Yeah. Um, th- I feel like that build with Roman wouldn't have been bad if you go through Brock, someone, right. and then like Solo is like the last right. test right. before you get to Roman. It's like Roman's like sick him. You're, right. you're next. Yeah. And then he beats Solo. It's like all right, I guess I have to do it again. Like right. I actually, I wouldn't hate that idea, but because he lost on a random raw before, mm-hmm. now I'm like not enticed to see that. So right. they got fair for sure. Way. Um, main event time. We have Cody and Brock. Mm-hmm. My fears were not as nearly there when they were doing this match. <laughs> we're fine. We're okay, fine. can I ask you this? Yeah. Do you think Brock got busted open hard way? I think so. Okay. I think, I think he hit that turnbuckle. Cool. Because I was like, because they kept that shot, right? Like, it wasn't one of those things where like they cut away real fast and cut back. It was all instant. Yeah. So I was like, I'm like, there's no way he... And the, he did it to the, himself that fast. Like I'm, I'm like watching. Like so I am intently on it. The, the, the way, no way. The, the ref was acting and the way Cody acted, I feel like it was the hard way. Yeah. Because I think the ref was trying to do the Finn Balor at Mania, yeah. where he was like, "Hey, can we?" Can we? And then I think he was too scared to ask him. Like he like walked over once and he was like, "Can we have the doc?" Well, because he didn't put gloves on, right? Usually, as soon as there's any sort of blood, referee's like, okay, I got to glove yeah. up immediately. But that was the thing is, is yeah. since he didn't glove up right away, I'm like, did he have, like, usually it's like there's a planned blood yeah. spot so yeah. that you have gloves 
to put on for the planned right. spot. Yeah. It's like if he didn't have gloves, they probably didn't plan to have blood there. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. So, I think Cody it added. was like rubbing it up. I'm like, I feel like it was like one of those like very let's just imp- roll with it. It yeah, added it, to it, it. Like impromptu and then yeah. let's end it quickly because you might die because you might bleed out because yeah, there's a lot of blood there. He got a nick, he was fine. He wiped his face off. He was a little to touch. He's fine. Yeah. But um but yeah, match was Literally every Brock match, if you if you can think of oh, any yeah. Brock match, yeah. there's not a single like. Yeah, they didn't get well. They didn't give him a lot of time either. No. Bad Bunny and Priest was clearly the main event of this show. Uh, they gave him 25 minutes. What did they get here? 10. Uh, yeah, 9:45. That's it, right? I was right on. So like they they really didn't let it go very long. I thought though, I think you're 100 spot on. It's a Brock match, right? Yeah. Suplex galore, right? Yeah. Big F five, and then he comes back. I thought I was shocked that that Brock was willing to take the crossroads. Was legit shocked. Yeah, he like, took two of them. I was like, I was like, I feel like Brock's like, I'm not bending like that. You're drunk, right, or yeah. something. But you know, team player. Um, I love the finish of this match. Mm-hmm. I do, and I know some people are going to be like, "Well, he just didn't beat him." I go, and I get that. However, mm-hmm. if you're planning on doing this again, maybe even in Saudi to keep Cody entertained while he's not in this world title picture, we're hoping, then it makes sense. But I think also it. I, I I think with the way they built this of Cody being like, yeah, I'm afraid of you, dude. Like you're you're a you're a beast. You're the greatest combat sport athlete ever. Then it almost makes more sense, in my opinion, to say I I had to do something different. I had to outsmart you. I had to use your aggression against you to get the win, rather than out like tough you. I guess is the best yeah. way of putting that, right? Yeah. So here's what I would say to that. Yeah. Is if they do so, like they're doing these three ways yeah, yeah. To, to for the world title tournament. Yep. If Cody's in one of these or something, and Lesnar comes out and makes sure he doesn't win, mm-hmm. and they set up a Saudi match, yeah, I'm okay with this finish. Yeah, if this is the last of right. the Cody Brock, yeah, I think the finish is a little annoying. Okay, because the whole story for Cody, because everyone tells me, all right, well, you're gonna have a lot of adversity to go through, and you're gonna have to come through and whatever. I'm like barely beating, like beating Lesnar like that. Yeah. I feel like doesn't. Do a, like yes, you beat Lesnar, and he did. And it was clean, and it was a clean win. Yes, yep. but I'm like, like Roman goes out there and kills Lesnar. Right, right. If Cody barely rolls him up, I go. That doesn't like give me that like you're getting better. Right, like you're gonna you're gonna be stronger and better to get right. over Reigns. Mm-hmm. Like I need you to get like crossroads pin win. Like that was it. Yeah. So if this was the last one. For Lesnar and Cody, yeah. I'll be a little upset. Yeah, but if they do set up for like a Saudi match and they do a stipulation of like yeah. we're gonna do a mm-hmm. submission match or an I quit match, and it's like you're gonna have to beat me, right? And then Cody goes and beats him. Yeah, then then everything works for well. Me. For because and here's the thing that I thought was interesting and why I liked it was because I thought that you're in a tough spot here, mm-hmm. right? Brock hasn't won a damn thing since Mania of last year, right? Like he, he puts Brock or he puts Roman over clean. I want it. Mania. I know that. What I'm saying, no, I'm not saying literally hasn't won a match. I'm oh. saying like hasn't won anything big. Like oh, hasn't okay. done anything important. Like him beating Omos. I mean, Seth Rollins beat Omos, right? So, but what I'm saying is that you you lose the title versus title. You lose again at SummerSlam, right? In the last ever, right? And so then after that, you've kind of just been floating. So I think it's a tough line to walk. If like, hey, Brock is, and maybe this is part of the problem too, is that Brock is the first guy that they're giving to Cody, right, to start this whole mm-hmm. mountain climb back up thing, where. It's like you kind of have to keep him a little bit protected because when he because when he does lose, it should mean something, 
yeah. right? And right now, his last four big ma- or his last three big matches, he's zero and three, right? So I do I agree with you that I I think that if that's the only one we're getting out of that, it's because he ran away too, Cody. Like yeah. I won, and, I and am out. Saying, I'm like I totally understand. Yeah. Like you're reversing Lesnar. You don't want like yeah. he's gonna kill you if you sneak a win. Like right. you win and you run out of right. there, and you're gone. Exactly. I understand that. Yeah. And on Raw after he's gonna be like, dog, you're terrifying. Like right. I don't want to be in there after I beat. Like yeah. I understand yep. all of that 100 percent right but if that's the last you're gonna meet i just don't i just yeah i think there is gonna be another one i think with the saudi show being in a couple weeks too they don't really have time to build to another cody something yeah exactly yeah. like what are you gonna do in that time right and i do, and we're and this is all on the precipice of us hoping to god that he is not going to be the first world heavyweight champion right yes. like that his his destiny is to beat roman not to win this first world title again mm-hmm. so with all that thought and hope and prayers in our mind, the thought would be, okay, Brock's like going to come out and, and to your point, right? Screw him out. Or even he doesn't even get to the match, right? Yeah, like he he's in, kills him, before the kills match him whatever. And we're rolling that way where it's like, okay, you know, I could even see him winning one of the triple threat matches and then losing in the main event, right? Yeah, so like I him and too. Seth, right? Like him and Seth again, mm-hmm. you know, something to that I effect. I could absolutely see yeah. that too. So um, I think you're spot on. I just thought it was a because of Cody's presentation, like this dude's a monster. I'm not gonna be. I'm not afraid of you, right? But I know that you're you'll, you're gonna kick my ass, yeah. right? So I have to figure out a different way to yeah. get the win. I'm totally cool with the whole outsmarting maneuver. Yeah, like and figuring out a creative right. finish. I am. Mm-hmm. It's just like I said, like retroactively, right. It will be worse if it's like, oh, Cody's yeah. is in the world title picture or right. the world heavyweight title picture. I'm also slightly worried that we're going to get too far down the line mm-hmm. and this Cody thing's not going to happen at SummerSlam. It's going to yeah. happen at Mania. Yeah. Because now we're like, if you're telling me there's a mountain he has to climb, yeah. you have the Saudi show and you have the Money in the Bank show and SummerSlam's the next pay-per-view. Right. So you're telling me you're going to do Lesnar again, he right. beats Lesnar again, and you have one show in right. between that mm-hmm. and SummerSlam and unless right. he like wins money, it's like what I still hope did- that, I still hope there's going to be two money in the banks. Yeah. I know it's rude of me to think of because I think it works better with our timeline if mm-hmm. he has two. Because then you have one for one show, one for the other, and he goes yeah. cashing this in. I'm going and you know blah blah blah, and I'm gonna bi- we're gonna have a five six week build yeah to them again. And I don't mind that. I yeah. just like the annoying part that I keep thinking yeah, they, of. They is, don't have enough time. It's like they don't have enough time, and it's like yep. if like the reason why he didn't beat. Reigns at Manias because you want there was not enough adversity. Just having Lesnar <laughs> is not adversity enough. Like I'm thinking, all right, if you need more adversity, you gotta go through Lesnar, Lashley, right, Gunther. Like right. you gotta run through like a table of people. Mm-hmm. Just running through Lesnar and going, yeah, that was my adversity. Now I'm gonna go beat Reigns. Like that's that doesn't do enough for me. Yeah, I don't and think. they keep with this whole finish the story shtick, right? Michael Cole said it again going off yeah. air last night. So it's one of those situations where there's clearly. An outline, right? There's clearly a schedule. Whether we get it at SummerSlam, because selfishly, you know, we're going to be selfishly, there. Selfishly, I want it. I want it to happen at SummerSlam. Yeah, but I just don't think yeah. the timeline works for that. Right, right. I think it's going to be at Mania. 40. Yeah, and they and we've we've seen rumors already that that's the tentative plan. Right? Is yeah. that it's Roman Cody again at, at Mania Forty? Right? Yeah. And you go listen. If you give me the same match you gave me at WrestleMania Thirty Nine, you're not going to hear Rob bitch. I'm sorry. Yeah, like here's the you're but you just know bitch. it's going to suck for this next eight nine months yeah. because you know Roman's not losing. Yeah, like that point, and I think the match is only going to be slightly worse. Worse because, because you haven't you seen, know, like, seen it. Like there's no way Cody doesn't win the second time. 
we say that. We and here say we are. that. But like, was, like, like here, like that's always the complaint yeah. with like Cena Rock. It's like yeah. the second one's like there's no way Cena loses the second time right. for the world. Like right. there's no way you lose, and then he wins the second one. The first one is like which one? Is which gonna one? Happen? Like yeah. who knows? Like right. we don't know. So that's why I'm like. It's just not as fun, but we'll see. We're going to see how it gets there. Um, Overall grade for the show, what do you got? Um, I'd give it like a B, B plus. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Crowd makes this show. Crowd crowd makes it the B, B plus. And I I think also us going in and being like, man, this is going to be a rough, this is going to be a rough three hours. I, I walked away. I was like... That was a that was an entertaining show. Yeah. I I had a, I had a nice time watching it. Yeah. They did enough good things in ring wise, story wise, where I went, okay, I'm interested to see what happens on Raw now. Yeah. Um. Let's get to this real fast too, right? Because now we know the the world title tournament aspect, right? We finally mm-hmm. got that. We're, do we have participants yet? Aren't they supposed to be no. saying that today? Today, I think they're supposed to announce who's in the triple threats today, but I I don't know for 100 percent sure. Um. But while Mike's doing a fact check for me to make sure that I'm not looking like a moron, they may not. I, I could be wrong. I thought I mean, they, they might said. do it today, but I don't know. Maybe not while we're recording. Um, the two, so we're going to get, so here's the format, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who live under a rock. So we've got two triple threat matches on Raw, right? And the winners of those two triple threat matches are going to face off in the main event later on that same night. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have two triple threat matches on SmackDown. And those two guys are going to face each other later on in that same night. And the winners of those two matches are going to face off in Saudi Arabia in what? Three weeks, right? Three weeks yeah, from now, the 27th. 27th. So literally three weeks away um, to crown the new world heavyweight champion. Uh, Mike posted about this on Twitter a little bit. And I, and I agree. I don't understand why SmackDown people, let me rephrase that. I understand why people on SmackDown have a shot at this, but I hate the fact that people on SmackDown have a shot at this. If they were going to do this, if this was the plan, wouldn't it just been better to go, hey, um, we're going to announce the world title tournament, right? Like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to establish a new world champion next week. And then we're going to say, hey, next week, we're going to have two triple threat matches on on Raw, two triple threat matches on SmackDown while the draft is kind of happening, right? Mm -hmm. Or right before. Then we at least know who's going into the Saudi show before any of the draft actually happens. At least then you could have made it understandable. Hey, listen. This is why we had it on Raw and SmackDown. We don't know who's going where yet. So really, it's the title is going to be with Raw no matter what. So whoever wins that title, even if he's on SmackDown, he's going to Raw, right? Mm-hmm. But instead, you've already got the split now, and this is when the rosters, quote-unquote, take hold. So why the hell is anybody trying to win this world title tournament if you're on SmackDown when Roman Reigns has the world championship on your show? It's stupid. Yeah. It's dumb. And it like makes it feel like the easier title to win, which kind of makes it feel lesser. Yeah. You know, because it's like, okay, like Reigns is doing his own thing and I can't challenge for that one or I'm not qualified to get to that one. Right. So I'll try to get to this one instead. Or he's not here. Or he's not here. So like, I'm just going to go shoot for that one because that one's like easier to get to. I just feel like it's a little like, everything they've done makes it feel lesser. I don't think there's anything they could have done to not make it feel lesser. I know. There's, it's it, impossible. Instead of, like, you know, having someone win and then split the titles. Yeah. But. We're not going to do that, clearly. we got to finish the story, Mike. Finish the story. Um, but here's the thing. This is why, too, I am such a proponent of this first World Heavyweight Champion has to be somebody huge. Mm-hmm. It cannot be a solo Sokoa. It cannot be an Austin Theory. It cannot be a guy that we are crowned. It can't be Finn Balor winning the world title for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like the universal title. It just can't. I'm sorry. Because you, it's one thing to be like, hey, look, 
the WWE Championships officially only on SmackDown now, right? Because of the draft happened, so we need a new world championship on Raw. I get that. That's how you get the universal title. But you cannot, when you have this one guy who's laned over the whole world for however long, and now you're going to establish this new championship that already feels less than, you cannot have a guy win it that's never been world champion before. Can't happen. I'm sorry. It, it literally, you have to have somebody with credentials that you can say, yep, he is a world champion. That guy right there, if Roman Reigns did not exist or Roman was not on the kind of run that he is on right now, he should be world champion or could be world champion or is a believable world champion. It, like, am I, am I in the ballpark? Are you kind of in the same line of thinking that I am on yep. that? Or are you, or would you be okay if like, uh, I don't know, name a guy like, you know, like if a Shinsuke, like I love Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. I don't think he should be the first one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he, I think there's certain guys, I think there's a pool of guys who I would prefer to be the first one. Yeah. Like short list of like the Rollins, McIntyres. Yeah. Um, if he was an IC champ, I'd say Gunther, you could right. put on that list. AJ Styles. Uh, AJ Styles. Yeah. Bobby Lashley even could, right. could do it probably. Yeah. Um, I would say there's those guys. And then I think there's a tier below them mm-hmm. who could like isn't Who's been really, around long enough. It has yeah. been like like the Sheamuses of the world, right? Where it's like if he won it, it's like you're not really in the world title picture, but like you're also believable because you've right. been champion. Yeah. You've so been many at times, the top, right? Where it's you're like, a let me rephrase that. You should be a main eventer, right? Like so, Shinsuke you maybe be a believable be the worst. main eventer. Yeah. So like Shinsuke, I could believe because he was in that world title. He never won one, right? But he was won the that, Royal Rumble, main eventer WrestleMania. Yeah, had like that right. three or four month feud with AJ. Like if he won it, I'm not going to be like. Oh, he won it. Okay. Right, right, right. But yeah. like he's but like he's not like a top tier choice. But if he's yeah. in the match, yeah. I'm not gonna And and here's match. the other point to this too that I want to make is with this world championship, right? Usually it's the title makes the guy, mm-hmm. right? That's usually how it works, right? Is that usually we you know, especially when it's a new champion, right? Okay, we're gonna give the world title to punk tonight. Okay, we're gonna kinda hope the world title kinda elevates him to mm-hmm. that next level. We wanna elevate swagger or even Sheamus, right, or whoever. When you're establishing a new one in this current climate where you already have a guy on the other show who's been champion for four years, you kind of have to allow the guy to make the title and mm-hmm. set the prestige level at that level. If Austin Theory, I'm, he's not going to because he's the, but like if he won it, right, mm-hmm. what is the difference between the world heavyweight title and the U.S. title? Yeah. There is nothing, right? Because it's you. he's never been at that level. He's never been the main event guy. He's never been... A, th- a credible threat to the world championship or world champion in the previous. Whereas a guy like AJ or Seth or somebody like that, where you go, this was the guy mm-hmm. at one point in time, you can point to history and go, he was the top man in our industry. And now that he holds that world title, that's the standard in which this championship needs to hold. Now is if you're the world heavyweight champion, you are the top of the industry rather than them telling us you have to show us, with who holds it, right? Yeah. They have to earn that moniker back almost. Yeah, and my my real hope is that this world champion is, like, a workhorse. Like, yes, I agree. Like, yes. good worker, yes. a, like, dream match galore type yes. guy. Where he's going uh, out there, we have 25-minute banger world title matches. Yes. That's what I want. Because Roman's not going to be there on every show now, nope. and if he's going to be off, and, or if he's going to be, if he's going to have three pay-per-view matches from now until, Until Mania. Yeah, right. Because he'll probably, he'll do the Saudi show. He'll be at SummerSlam. Oh, they said he might be even, a, he's, a, he's advertised for Money in the Bank right okay, now. Okay, he might too. be up, all right, Money in the Bank. Yeah. 
say he's at Survivor Series but not defending the title. They might do the champion versus champion thing. Yeah, and then which say, would be a disaster for would be this disaster, year especially. Yeah. And then they do. <laughs> How do you know it's second fiddle? Well, he just lost again. Yeah, yeah. and then maybe he's at Rumble. So it's at four or five shows, yeah. probably at most. Right. I that think we all, know he's going to be probably that we know that he, yeah. Um, and there's going to be eight or nine pay-per-views until Mania. Yeah. It's like you're going to need someone to be the main event guy to go, yep. all right, Rollins versus AJ, Rollins mm-hmm. versus right. this guy, or, yep. you know, Sheamus versus this guy. Like, just a bona fide, you know this is going to be a banger, mm-hmm. and you're going to be invested every week yep. is what you need for this yeah, one. Yeah, it's extremely important they get this right. It, yeah. it, I can't express to you how important it is to get this person right, because if we come on the show three weeks from now and be like, I can't believe they just put the title on this person, mm-hmm. it's going to suck. Because it immediately takes me out of it. I am trying to live in their world where I go, okay, we're trying to establish a new world title. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do this right. If they would have, in 2002, given the World Heavyweight Championship to Randy Orton at 22 years old, people would have been like, who the hell is this dude? You know what you did? You gave it to Triple H. Who's Triple H? I don't know. Just the top guy in the whole damn company besides Brock at that point. There's a reason. Mm -hmm. It's because you have to establish it as we need a top guy to be the guy. Why does this belt mean something? Oh, because Triple H holds it. Oh, because Seth Rollins holds it. He wants that title. That's why it's important. Mm -hmm. Because if a guy like Seth Rollins, a former number one wrestler in the world guy, wants it, I should pay attention now and think that everybody should want it. Mm -hmm. So it's it's extremely important they get this the right way. I really think it's Seth and everybody else in this race, quite frankly. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think it's like Seth... Drew. Yeah, Drew would be fine. I'd be okay with Lashley. I know you're not a huge Lashley guy, but I think from a, a resume perspective, yeah, I think it Lashley works. Lashley would be fine. Yep. The only problem with Lashley and AJ's are on SmackDown, so yep. they have to move. And, and honestly, I know you don't like it, but if Brock did it, I'd be pissed. I'd be but I would understand it. I would understand would it. It would suck, but I'm just saying it could happen. Because those matches are never good. No. But also, too, it's not going to be Brock because Brock's not full-time. Yeah. So you're, you're pretty much guaranteed. Like when they were when he was holding one of them, you could get away with it because he's not gone. No, yeah. yeah. Like when yeah. he was a universal champion, he right. saw the WWE one. Right. Like Reigns is filling the Lesnar role. Right. Where it's like exactly. he's not going to be there every week. Yes. So you have to have someone yes. who's a world champion here every week. Yeah. So right. it's going to be a weekly guy. So it's you know I'm fascinated Reign, to see who yeah. the who the participants are going to be. I wish we had that list ahead of ahead of time. I think I swear to, I thought they said they were going to announce that today, but maybe I'm, I mean they might announce it like tonight or something. Right. It could be. But right now in cage matches, you just have question marks. So. Oh, they do? Okay. Um, Anyway, uh, let's move on here. Let's talk a little bit of AEW real fast here. We got Wednesday night coming in to Detroit. Yeah. Yours truly, Mike, and Big Josh are all going to be there in, like, the fourth row or something like that. Um, Wherever uh, you got tickets at. Yeah, I don't remember. It's somewhere. Um, Looking forward to the show. Loaded card for us, by the way. No blood and guts this time. You know what what makes me feel good is that they had such a bad rating last week. I feel like they were like, you know what, let's just stack this bad boy up and see what we can do. I did not watch last week at all, so I don't even know what happened. There was stuff that happened. Sure. sure. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We got a, an international title match. We got a six-man ta- six tag for the titles. We've got a double Jeopardy match with Cesaro and, I think, Ray, Ray Phoenix, Phoenix, which is just going to be bananas. bananas. And then you got the cage match. With Kenny and Moxley, world title contenders anywhere in the world, main event anywhere in the country, quite frankly. Literally. Um and then Rampage will be there, too. So yeah. uh, <laughs> Rampage, it, it really depends on Rampage, if, like, we got three blind guys trying to figure out where the doorknob is. But it's okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we will see, uh, you know, if, if we stay for Rampage. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, though. It's going to be a great show. And uh, speaking of AEW, so, you know, pre-sales have already gone on. And actually, I think full-time sales now, right? Because it's yeah, past Friday. 60,000 tickets sold. 
for all in at Wembley Stadium. And this, my friends, and this is what I'm trying to say is the 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 appeal was going to be there regardless, right? They'd never been there, right? So I, I commend them for taking a big shot, right? It's like $2 million, something like that, to rent the building. So it's like, hey, look, we're going to go all out for it, right? No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally no pun intended. Yeah. Um, so I, I dig it, right? This has to be like the best show they've ever done. Yeah, it I, has to, and be. I think it. I, think I, I mean, there's there's tons of seeds, right? I think double or nothing, a little bit's going to be a little bit of a throwaway show because of that, because we've got a lot of stuff yeah. in between right now. Because you got double or nothing, forbidden door, and then this mm-hmm. in a very short amount of time. Yeah, so I feel like I think, I think my my yeah. biggest worry for double or nothing is the forbidden door aspect. Yeah, and it's either it's either I'm worried for double or nothing or forbidden door. Yeah, one of those one two of those shows two is going to be impacted. Yeah, because I think if a lot of title changes happen on double or nothing, then nothing's there's going to nothing happen on forbidden door right. and vice versa. Right. So um, I don't want a bunch of stuff changing. Like like MJF is going to be world champion going into that show. There's absolutely. no way that he's not right. And we're going to hit double or nothing in a couple weeks, but um, like. For me, this is a time where, okay, let's get through Double or Nothing, right, which is in three weeks, and then, all right, Forbidden Door is a lot of just dream cross-promotion stuff. Yeah, so my thing for Forbidden Door this year, yeah. because you know you're getting the all-in show, yeah. would you prefer just for them to do, like, champion versus champion matches? A little instead bit. Instead of title matches for a lot of them? Like, um, like if you got, like, MJF Sonata, yeah. world title versus world title, yeah. if you did, like... Yeah, but tag yeah. versus tags, or almost like you know? a Survivor Series like type Survivor thing, where series the titles aren't on the line necessarily. Yeah, but they're just like yeah. the best of each. Just I could, because you have to f- double yes. nothing like a month before, and yeah. then you're you have two months till then, so you don't want to do a lot of title changes, right? Because you want to make yeah. all in the most like questionable yes. show going. Or, in. or what you could do is you just do like a, you know. Like, maybe if you're going to do a title change, have a, a, a New Japan title change, right? Where it's maybe it's just two New Japan guys going at it, right? Yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. So, I mean, I they'll agree have a couple. You. But, like, yeah. if you do, like, House of Black versus, like, Okada's six Yeah, the man, three guys. The yeah. three guys. And you didn't put the titles online, but you just had those six guys mm-hmm. going at it or, or something. You, know, you could like, even do something where certain titles are online, but certain aren't, right? Like, okay, we're going to see the bet who the real world champion is, Sonata versus MJF, where winner just to claim supremacy, right? Yeah. But then also you could go, hey, we're going to do uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus uh, um, Numbnuts, uh, Wardlow, yeah, Wardlow, right, for both titles, right? Yeah. And then, like, okay, we, we end in the schmas or something like that. Like, yeah. where you, or you, can, put a, you put an international championship match and you do, exactly. like, international Cassie versus, yeah. like, Takahashi or something. Yes, where the title's on the line, but you have a good, you know, balance there. So I think there's some stuff they could do there, but I agree where one of those shows is going to suffer because of this. And I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. knowing, like... All in has to be the first time they do WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It has to be. I'm sorry. That's that's the level you're going on. Because if you want to do this again, because they were going to sell this show. This, this show was going to do well regardless. Mm-hmm. It's the first time they've been there, right? It's about the next time. Yeah. And the time after that, and the time after that, and the time after that, right? Can you continue to keep that where I can, we can, we can do Wembley yeah. Every year, or a, or a venue like that. Well, if, I was gonna say if they can get to the point where <clears throat> not even their big like their pay per views in general, but like if they can have one show, right, they one show a, a year where they do a stadium show. Yes, that yes. Would be crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, that and that's what All In needs to be. 
Yep. That's my point. Like if they can go to SoFi and run yeah. SoFi, yep. Like yep, you're gonna do SoFi. You'll do you know Dallas Cowboys place was AT and T right? Yeah. You know you're gonna come to Ford Field and you're gonna sell like that's what I want them to get to where we have one like that's why I've been saying and I think you've been kind of in agreement. We're like we at some point need to differentiate the level of importance right with yeah. these shows a little bit right. Yeah. Like I'd be cool. And I think I think now because they have Ring of Honor, they have the all in name. Yeah. I'd be cool if they had the four pay per views. Yeah. The Revolution, everything, and those were in LCAs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yep. then normal, and, normal then, venues. And then your all in was yeah. your stadium yes. show. And then it's like, okay, this show just feels different because right now, like, like I think that's been your biggest critique, and I would say it's a critique, but not as bad at the yeah. moment. Is their four pay per views all feel on the same level? Yes. Yes. Like, All Out has been their biggest show in terms of, like, debuts and biggest matches and stuff. Yes. But it's also been in, like, a Little Caesars arena. Yeah, but but then I can go to, you know, some of the Revolution shows where I go, I maybe have enjoyed those shows more than I enjoyed in All Out because of the the level of of wrestling or the match card, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I do think all now that they have the all-in name, I think they wanted all-in to be that show. Yes, I agree. But then it was under the Ring of Honor thing, and they didn't have the rights to it, and Mm -hmm. now that they have it, I do think that that is going to be their flagship show. And here's the thing, I I would book it as All Out is your six-month in the wrestling calendar show, right? Where you're going all out and then you're going all in, right? Like we're, <clears throat> we're establishing ourselves, right? Where it's like, Hey, we're going to build these tent poles throughout the year. Yeah. Right. But all in is like, Hey, listen, this is a culmination, either the culmination or just the start. Right. Cause that's usually how many works, right? It's either you're ending something or just kicking off something. This is all the chips in the middle of the table. And we're going, this is the best card we can put out yeah. for this year. Right for the, all the storylines, everything we have going on, this is it. Right, this is the tipping point. So I think it would be huge. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I think this show is going to be loaded. It's going to be one of those things where we're going to go. Let's strap in for a six-hour night because yeah. it's going to be a long one. Just ho- is it on a Saturday or is it on a Sunday? Do we know the date? Uh, it's the date's available. Well, I, I don't know exactly. Real fast. I, I I think it's on a Sunday. All they, they normally run Sundays. Yeah. The, only, the only one they don't run on a Sunday is full gear because they don't want to compete with the NFL. Right, right, right. Because it's in November. Date, date, start time, all that good stuff. And then all the other ones, but like, so like Double or Nothing is on. Sunday, August 27th. Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah, because like um, Double or Nothing are all out. Mm-hmm. Those are on Labor Day and Memorial Day. Right. So everyone has that Monday off. Right, so that's why nice. it doesn't feel like a Sunday necessarily. Right. But they have, um, Revolution's the only one that's a Sunday that you don't have the day off the next day, or most people don't. Yeah, yeah. So like. You have to like work the next day. Yeah, which but normally sucks. like you have the day off the next day, so mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it. Um, but yeah, right. they always run Sunday shows unless it's. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm super ecstatic that they that they sold as well as they did. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be awesome. Like I said, I just want just just live up to that moniker at this point and just go, hey, balls to the wall. What do we got? Right. Yeah. What's what's the most intriguing matchups we can throw out there? Right, and go for it. Still think I, I still think it's going to be Cole and MJF, but. Just, I, I think so. I think the only other difference is, uh, and I don't think they'd even do it because I think Kenny would go against Osprey. Mm-hmm. But I think like Kenny MGF could be yeah, that'd be awesome, to, something yep. pretty big too. <clears throat> like they just need the biggest baby face they can get. Yes, that's to what I'm be saying. There. With so, this all access think, show I think, I think, and I think stuff, I think I mean the short list has to be Cole, Kenny. That's what I'm saying. Is that it? Because I mean, because here's like, the thing: you're blowing through three guys right now with this double or nothing match, right? With Darby yeah. and all, and I don't. And, and honestly, none of those guys are really going to be selling. You're not, like, you're not going to. I think you could you could get away with MGF Darby 
Probably, but you know what? If that was the if that was your world title match, then you would have to tell me. But Kenny and Osprey are going to main event. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not talking about the all in shot. I'm oh, just saying, okay. I'm sorry. I'm saying on like a normal yeah. like yes. if they did full gear, you yeah, could yeah. main a, you could get away with MJF yes. Darby main Agreed. eventing that. Now all in, all yeah, in. Yeah. That's that, what that's I was talking about. All in sorry. specifically. Yeah. yeah. But for all in, I mean Kenny. I would say Cole, Moxley, but he's a he's Moxley's a, a heel. Yeah. If they had right. Moxley be they a just face, did, they just maybe. did Brian, so Brian's out. Um, yeah. Who's also a bad guy now? Hangman, if they build him up enough, but I don't know if they could get there in time. Yikes! Um, yeah, they need. They need. That's what I'm saying. I think it's Cole, dude. I think it's got to be. Yeah. I really do think that's pretty much it. I don't yeah. see another guy. And I imagine that Kenny, unless they do the Forbidden Door thing, I would imagine that they want to do Kenny and Will yeah. at the biggest show. If this was can. a last year, I'd say Wardlow could get there, but not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah. No. So it's yeah. No, you're literally looking at three, four guys probably, right. and Cole's probably one A, one B to Kenny in my yeah. mind yeah. to do that show. Right. So. so I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Wish we could go because that'd be sweet, but. You know, it's kind of in London, so yeah, I know it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of money. We spend a lot of money on SummerSlam. It's okay. Uh, we're gonna get there. Um, all right, let's shift focus. <laughs> we will get there. Yeah, eventually. well, let's shift focus a little bit. Let's talk NBA playoffs. Game okay. three is all the way around, right? Yep. We got just, there. We're all two ones. All two ones. Um, not, not take, takeaways, Mike. Well, takeaways. Uh, okay, let's just let's just cut down to brass tacks here. Okay. Yeah. Do we actually care at all about the New York Knicks and the yeah. Miami? We can. We yeah. We can run through this one really quick. There's yeah. not a lot to get to. Yeah. yeah. Um, Miami steals game one. Yep. New York answers game New York two. Answers Brunson game two goes because, crazy. Because it'd be insane to think that the home team's going to lose two games, especially to an eight seed. Yeah. So that's like the easiest bet ever. Knicks win winning game two, and then they get blown off the court in game three. Yep. I mean, Jimmy Butler is Jim, Michael Jordan's son, Jim, but it's fine. Yeah, Jimmy Butler is awesome <laughs> in the playoffs. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have Miami in the in the conference finals. Yep. Since the semifinals started, I could we can go through who I picked for each one because I made a four leg parlay <laughs> just so I couldn't like be on here lying about it. Right. I, I I officially made picks and and I did pick Miami because I was like, all right, Miami Boston, Boston, Philly, Boston steals game one, right? And I'm sorry, Philadelphia Philly, steals game Philly one. Philly steals one. Yeah, but then they get game three back. So yeah, and Boston's really like, wait, 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 we're Boston, and then they destroy him in game two, game three, they pull away. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just it just feels like one of those. I watched Game Three, and man, oh man, is Philadelphia heavily reliant upon Embiid? Like I didn't realize the level where like Harden was off the court at this time. I was watching and I'm like, so no one's going to shoot except for Embiid either. Mm-hmm. And he's like triple covered. They're daring other people to shoot and they just won't. Yeah. And then Harden's up there where like. They were down like 10, I think, with like a minute to go or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so we're going to have no sense of urgency at all. He's just walking up there. Yeah. And the ball off. Oh, yeah. I, like, Hard- I, I think the biggest problem, and it was like their saving grace in game one, is yeah. Harden. Yeah. Um, Harden game one had like 45. And yeah, like, it went off. And that's was, what like, I said, right? For 27. We need to see Harden take over, right, with Embiid out. And then Embiid comes back in game two, which like game two, I kind of throw away because that's the – you're the road team. You stole game one. Right. Now I we're never come expect out and the, you. I never expect the road team to win the first two. No. So if you steal game one, you're not going to win game two. So that's kind of the throwaway game. But game three, you need to come out at home and go yep. up two one. And now that Boston takes the series back, yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. I think that I mean they could win game four today or today. Yeah, they play yeah. Sunday. Um, but if they lose, I mean if they lose today, I think they're done in five. Yeah, I had Boston winning the series once I knew Joel Embiid. Had the knee was banged problem. up. Yeah. Um, 
which is unfortunate. He is the MVP though. Yep, he did it. He, he did, did it. it, and he's gonna be a, and he's gonna be the only MVP to never make a conference finals up to right now. So yikes, that's tough. Not a great look. Um, going to the other side, we got the West, uh, Denver and Phoenix. Man, oh man, this is a this is a tale of multiple different faces mm-hmm. of whatever team we're looking at here. <laughs> um, you know, Denver comes out cruises to an easy game one win, right? Phoenix got to pull out all the stops to get game two, game three. Denver kind of just cruises again. Um, Denver won the first two. Denver won the first two? Oh, they did? Oh, I'm sorry. I flipped won, it. Phoenix won game three. They did? But okay, the way you, I'm sorry. The way you described it is yeah, how it Yeah, I, I must have had my but, dates but mixed up. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, Denver won the first two. Yeah, I, I don't know why I said that because I'm like, well, Phoenix has to win this game because yes. they're dead then, basically. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. you're 100% Yeah, they were correct. down 2-0, went back to Phoenix, and then yes. Phoenix won game three at home. Yes. Um, yeah, so I think I think what you what you're starting to see. I'm waiting for. Here's the thing, Durant's shooting like dog crap right now, and it's really affecting them. But can we? Okay, can we just talk about the fact that whatever team has Chris Paul has to just anticipate Chris Paul going to get hurt at some point, and you need to have a contingency plan for that? Because what the hell? Again, and here's so that was part of yeah. my Phoenix yeah, problem. Concern yeah. was I was like, listen. If 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 you had a team that generally doesn't get injured, like if you, if you had Russell Westbrook on your team and he gets injured, it's like, well, that never happens. So right. like, my bad. Yeah. You're have, you're on a team with three guys who just constantly are hurt. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And with no bench depth, and you're yeah. like, yeah, they're going to be healthy for 16 games right. or more games, right, right. depending if you yeah. sweep everybody. But at least you know 20 games or something. I'm like, that's not going to happen. Someone is going to get nicknacked. Right. At one point in some of these series, and it just happens to always be Chris Paul. So do you have you've got the Nuggets firmly won six. I have, I have Nuggets in. It's got to be six, six. right? You, know, so you can't say five, right? I, well, I, originally, so I did have it in five. Yeah, because and it really depends on today. So if Denver yeah. wins, yeah, it's tonight over. it's over, and they go up three one back to Denver. I think it's over. Yeah, but I think Phoenix can win game four. Yeah, I think then Denver takes game five, and then it really just comes down to six or seven. Mm-hmm. But I do think that. You know, I, yeah. I think Phoenix, the way Phoenix is playing right now, there's no way Katie and Devin Booker can play 44 minutes a night and maintain every yeah. other day. Right. Because, we're like, in game three, right. Devin Booker had 47, Katie had 39, and the next higher score had six points. Right. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Well, DeAndre Ayton needs to show up, too. Like, figure yeah, it out. Ayton has to play, too. Yeah. Like, he got benched for yeah. some guy I've never heard of. Yeah, I saw that where I went, who's this dude? And everyone's yeah. like, this guy's coming off giving him good minutes. I go, they just paid him the max contract. Yeah. And he and like he's again this is the second year in a row that they've benched him. But uh but yeah they have to they have yeah. to find someone other than those two. Yeah. And it's just not looking great because I'm like, listen, Jokic is playing like thirty six minutes a night here. Dude he he's, came off the bench in game three and he was just like doo 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 and I was like he had a very casual I'll give him this. Yeah. A very casual 30, 17, and 17. Yeah. Didn't feel like 30, 17, and 17. Yeah. But he, well, he's, he's just like, this is what I do. Yeah. But like, no one, like, he can out, out, out rebound anyone on that Phoenix team. Yeah. And it's not even close. Mm-hmm. And he's the best passer on, on the entire team. And if Jamal Murray's playing well, it's yeah. like kind of game over. over. But yeah. Plus, I have, you've got, you've got uh, who's the guy that they got? Uh, his name is escaping me at the moment. Um, they got him from Orlando a couple years ago. Um, Oh, uh, um, uh, Aaron his, Gordon. Aaron Gordon, thank you. For the love of God, I was thinking his last name yeah. was Wilson. I'm like, that's not it. He's locking down KD low-key. He's really putting in and, work. And it's one of those things where 
the problem with KD is yeah. you just have to accept he's going to get 30. Yeah, yeah. No, but, like, but you're like, making it difficult. He you, can't drive. He can't facilitate. Yeah. That's the part that he was able to do against the Clippers. Yeah, like, your problem, you're like, I'm waiting for KD to engage more and yeah. be more active. I'm like, I don't think he can. Yeah. I think what he's no, doing he's right locking now him down. is, like, the the best he can do because yeah. Aaron, Gordon's, Aaron Gordon's like, listen, I'm not going to follow you. But yeah. I'm going to be in your face in every single shot, yeah. and if you just happen to make them, yeah, I was I was a little bit disappointed too with some of the rotations that Phoenix had because at one point, um, Denver was making a little bit of a run. I'm like, why is Devin Booker not on the floor? I'm sorry, you're playoff. You're playing every minute until I say otherwise. I was going to say, yeah, he he literally plays 44. Yeah, uh, like his two minutes yeah. off. And don't care. Game. Sorry, yeah. figure it out. Now you know what LeBron feels like. I, <laughs> figure it out. Like seriously, I'm yeah. sorry. But and that's and that's the problem with when you don't have the depth. Yeah. and you go off the court and you're getting killed. It's like. You, yeah. How well, guess what? Built, speaking of speaking of getting killed, minutes. Lakers Warriors, Lakers go out, put a whooping in game three. Right, Warriors come back game two. Lakers steal game one. Um, yeah. You know, AD AD is the difference you know, maker. Oh my God, he's 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 playing out of his mind right now. He's 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 the best player playing right now. Mm-hmm. He really is. Absolutely. He's 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 dominating. It his is, rebounds. It, it just, is a battle of. The Lakers' interior versus the Warriors' perimeter shooting. You know what? Here's the thing. I was watching Game 3 last night on my phone because I don't have two TVs like you because you're cooler than me. Um, Where I was watching that game in the second quarter, Mm -hmm. and I I, I think I found why the Warriors crumble in the playoffs. Okay? Okay. Here's ready. Ready for it? It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. This is what happens. Okay? okay? When they face any sort of adversity, they turn into 12-year-old boys. And what I mean by that is, is that when they face any level of like, oh, things aren't going our way, all they do is complain about the refs, and it drives me up. Oh, now, every NBA player complains way too much, yes. especially if you're a megastar. I get it. Every time anybody is touched, they want to call. Listen, I get my that. biggest critique on Luca yeah. is I'm like, if you would stop complaining and just run back on defense, yeah. you would be a much better defensive yeah. team. Like, sorry, I LeBron, you're six foot eight, two hundred seventy five pounds. That 185-pound man right there, he just followed you, you're not going to get that call. It's yeah. never going to happen, so stop bitching. Yeah. However, the Warriors at times take it to another level where I'm like, bro, wh- like you just hacked the shit out of Anthony Davis, and now you're going the other way, and then you grab his leg, and then you pull, and you're like, what, what were you expecting to happen there? Yeah. I go, it's a stupid... Mo-. And you take yourself out of the game. Because mm-hmm. then you get a... Te- like. Draymond got a technical. Another guy got a technical a little bit later on in that game. I go, you're just giving them momentum because now they're going to keep chirping at you, mm-hmm. and now you're out of your game. Yeah. The only person who is remotely level-headed is Steph. Yeah. He's the only one. Clay got into it, too, where he was bitching and moaning. He's like, this is terrible. I go, well, maybe don't take a jump-back, step-back, mid-range shot that you know has no reason to go in in the first place mm-hmm. because you don't know how to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. Terrible. That's why they lose series. Yeah. And that's the thing is um, – in 2016, yeah, was the one time that Seth Curry got angry. like he threw his yeah. mouthpiece into the stands yeah. after he was getting yep. frustrated with everybody. Yeah, and it's like one of those things where they get when they get frustrated, they can't they like, lose focus. their touch is gone if they're not in rhythm. Yeah. They're screwed. Yeah, they just and happen that, to be the best shooters we've ever seen. Yeah, so like <laughs> they they don't get into that that funk often. Oh, um, and another point like you mentioned is I think it's everyone's complaining like bitching about the refs. As a like, yeah. because the Lakers go to the free throw line very like all yeah. the time. Oh my god! And I'm like, well, one, the Warriors foul every single. Well, they don't time. have anybody to play defense. Yeah, so Steph's just following because they can't cover anybody. Yeah. And two, I'm like, you have a perimeter team 
that and just shoots threes. It, here's the other part too. And then the Lakers won't shoot threes. They yeah. drive to the rim every play. They have they have a huge problem too in their in their lineup right now. And it's Jordan Poole. Awful. Oh, Dude, game three. I don't think he knew how to dribble. No. He, every time off his foot, he's oh, he's crazy. He's doing all this. I go get him off the floor. Yeah. You mean to tell me Kaminga can't do this right now? And here's where's Iguodala at? I know he's hurt. Can we put his broke ass yeah. out there? And here's the thing. Sometimes. Pool have here's the annoying part about pools. He does like the yeah. Curry he's gonna have forty five tomorrow. Like, and he's like, gonna make me like a jackass. Where like in game two, he was making shots like off his one foot. Yeah, and he was making like he throw the ball behind his back and make it. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of those where like he couldn't miss. And that happens like two games a series. Right. The rest of the games, it's like you, you just airball the a layup. Here. Awful. What are you doing? Awful. This ball handling is poor. It's always been bad. Let's yeah. be fair. It was just awful yesterday. I thought they were trying. I thought at times they were trying too much offensively against the Lakers, and I think the Lakers, I think, were just kind of allowing them to kind of play themselves out of it a little bit. And then AD was like, "Listen, you're not stopping me." And and that's know, the thing is, the kind of the Lakers strategy right now is, "Listen, take some threes." Yeah. There's no way you're going to make 90 of them. No. And every time down the court, AD will just dunk on you. Yeah. And those two, like, if you go every single time down the court, you get two points. And you go one every three times, you get a three. Yeah. You like just the math adds up to right. where you're just gonna get out of it. Yeah. So I, I think that I mean it's a, it's a must win for game four. Game for them, four is obviously. absolutely. There's no if the Lakers win game four. And they're winning game five. They're winning game. They five. might. They might win game five. They're definitely winning game six. Yeah. In, in LA. Yeah. So I I think it's a must win there, right? I think Steph's got to get them back under some level of consistency there. It's like here's the thing, you know, we talk and I give Draymond a lot of shit, right? But in them early in that game, he was playing well. His good defense passes. is really good. He's playing really good defense. He's a good passer. You know. Um. But once again, when things start to not go 100% according to plan, they fall apart. And I'm just like, dude, you can't. It's the playoffs. You're not playing the Pistons anymore mm-hmm. where you can get away with this shit. You can't. Like, yeah. you, you have to – you got to play. And times, too, I also felt like they were off a little bit. Basically, ever after, after that first quarter where they got up, right, and then they kind of just slowly but surely dwindled away, like, they were making open passes, Kevin Looney, right off his foot, right, mm-hmm. or something like that right went. So you're not – all and here. I, and I will say, there's one thing for the Lakers in general that, and we we talk about the complaining. Yeah. I think when you have one central guy who does the complaining, it actually kind of helps. Like, yeah. LeBron's not the biggest like offensive or defensive contributor anymore. No. So he kind of goes off and complains yeah. while the other guys who are better than him at the moment <laughs> yeah. are like playing. He's like, just run it through KD or through AD. You yeah. know the drill. Like, when, he, when they're on defense, he'll be on the side guarding, like, yeah. Andrew Wiggins or something, mm-hmm. and he'll be like talking to the ref while he's like half yeah. guarding somebody while AD's in the paint just blocking everything. And I'm like, I think that helps. But when like Curry and Draymond are, are the guys arguing, yeah. it's like you're taking the best player on either side right. off the court at that moment, and it's just so much easier. Gonna have to, to figure it out, man, because they're not. It's not like it's a hard formula of what the Lakers are doing. It's just they're just they're they out. They're, well, here's the thing: they're out efforting right now, yeah. and they're just playing ball, and that's the difference right there. Be more physical. They're doing everything the Warriors can't do. And they're doing, it, they're exploiting yeah. it, and the Warriors are taking themselves out of the game by worrying too much about not getting the call mm-hmm. and not worrying more about, hey, we got to figure out a way to get open shots and get Jordan Poole out to court because he's awful. Yeah. He's terrible. The fact they gave him as much money as they did, I still, terrible. I still want those. I still want my not necessarily from you, but from all the people when I picked the Lakers and they all made fun of me. <laughs> Just saying, they're up two one against the Warriors right now in the second round. I'm not saying you necessarily, even though you said, I don't believe you, don't say the Lakers when we made our Yeah, I just, here's the thing. Because the difference is, is that people are like, oh my God, they were a 13 seed. I go, yeah, you don't get credit for playing underneath your ability. Yeah. That's not the same thing. 
everybody knew this team was good. That's why everybody talks about it because why do they suck? They shouldn't suck. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah, you know, give Rob Polink a lot of credit. Those three trades helped yeah. immensely. D'Angelo Russell playing out of his mind. D'Angelo right Russell now. as well. Jerry Variable has great defense, even though yeah. he can't really do anything offensively. Yeah. But it's kind of fine. You don't need to because AD's putting up a jillion. When AD, when AD does his thing and you have like LeBron focusing more on the offensive end, having Jerry Variable be like, we're just going to put you on the best. Yeah. player on the other team, and you can guard him. Darvin Ham's just out there just like, yep, I played basketball once, and then you're just rolling with it. You know, so it is what it is. Um, it's been fun, though. All right, let's talk Tigers. Winners of five in a row as of this recording. I'm sure they're going to lose to, to St. Louis now just because I said something. Yeah. Uh, right. Your Detroit Tigers, right? They're three games out of first place in the AL Central. Um, you know, two games under 500, too, which I think is also a little bit funny. Um, does does I, I guess the real question is this, Mike. Do you think that there's anything the Tigers can do to stop Scott Harrison from trading every possible asset away at the trade deadline? Is there anything they can do outside of like going on like a Tampa Bay Rays run where they, you know, 30 and 10 or whatever the hell their record is right now, Mm -hmm. right? Like, is there anything they can do where you just don't go? Like, they would have to be in such command of the central, right, by the trade deadline where they wouldn't trade. Because Erod's going crazy right now. Yeah, right? I I really can't picture a world where they don't trade off. They just anybody. don't sell off all assets. Yeah, especially because now they're in a position where it's like they can actually they have assets that are worth something now. Yeah. It's like especially when you're going to go into this hard mm-hmm. rebuild through the draft and everything. It's like if you can get rid of three or four of these guys and get a whole bunch of draft capital, it's really nice. Like that's the thing with the the Lions rebuild. Yeah, is they they were lucky to have like a Stafford that they could trade away and get a couple first round picks for. No Because if they because there are a lot of these places that are mm-hmm. going in, like Carolina or something, who are yep. like, we don't have three years of first-round picks to work with no. here. So it's like we got to really hit on these traps. Yeah. Lions have like f- had flexibility in that. Yep. I think giving the Tigers, training off some of these good players, but getting that flexibility of like, we have three or four picks here. Yep. If we land two guys, it right. can really help us out. Right. So I, I don't see a world where they're not training off anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what is your hope for the year then, right? Is it just simply just don't be embarrassing? Because that's the kind yeah. of the level where I was my at. Goal, my hope is that you can play decent baseball. They're playing really good defensively yeah, right now. up until about July. <laughs> anyway, okay, well, and I don't watch a lot of Tigers in general, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. But just be, like, competitive enough where, like, yeah. If I wanted to watch a game or like go to a game, mm-hmm. you're not like thirty. I'm going games, to game on Friday. <laughs> yeah, you're not like thirty games out. Yeah, would be really right. appreciated. Yeah, I just want to see some of these younger guys continue to progress. I don't know, man. It's one of those things where if the central's bad and you have a chance, I don't know what Harrison does, right? Because you've got a modified no trade clause on Erod. You've got a no. Tr- you've got I think a modified on Javi as well. So yeah. it's like, you know, what do you do with those guys, right? Do you try to? Fl- I mean, you're, obviously, I would think they're going to still try to flip them to a contender somewhere because mm-hmm. you know, ha- or I think uh, Erod's got an opt out too. So like, yeah. he can technically as a player opt out after this year. So does Baez. So it's one of those: do we try to get something for him, or does he opt in because he wants to stay? Like, you just don't know where they're at, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing that Scott Harrison's going to have to do. I'm pleasantly surprised that they're only they're 15 and 17 as of this recording, um, playing some good baseball with a whole bunch of people that yeah. I've never heard of before. Yeah, and so. I hope like, their May schedule, I don't, we, we beat it to a drum, but their May schedule has been, is going to be pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, we kind of were going through and they play, you know, the Guardians and, yeah, you know, they've got Washington, Washington Nationals, Washington, Kansas City. Kansas City and stuff. Those are all so bad like, teams. So, like, if they can go on a decent stretch and just be a little bit above 500 after May, yeah. and then, because for my viewing calendar, yeah, like, as a, personally, 
um, if they could be good through like June and July, yeah, at least like football decent. <laughs> yeah, because then like summer sims all early August, yeah, and then that's when the NFL preseason starts and stuff. And that's when football really starts kicking off. Yeah, it's like then I won't be paying attention very much to the Tigers once right. that stuff happens. Right. So like if we can get to, to around that point, yeah, where I can like tune into Tigers games and. Like watch mm-hmm. competitive baseball, that'd be nice. Right, for sure. Yeah, um, makes total sense. Um, yeah, trade is in like July, so I imagine if they're they're gonna be decent till July, trade everything off and they'd be awful. But you know, it works with <laughs> my calendar. Yeah, so I'm, we hope for the best. Yeah, I'm interested for sure to see what Scott Harrison does. That'll be a fun one. All right, last topic of the day, Mike. We're talking the NFL schedule release a week before it actually comes out, and you've been you've been selling me on it. Yep, a little bit, a little bit, okay. right? So, I mean. You know, because we were talking off off air, and we were talking about how you know, I was like, Mike's like, I love the schedule release. It's I like, it's, love, yeah, the it's release. like his NFL draft in a lot of ways for me, right? So, what about it, Mike? What what about this gets you so excited? We already know who they're going to play this year. We just don't yes. know the order, mm-hmm. right? So, for this is, I think, not just for the football fan, but for the for the fan that cares about every team in the league. Right and want who cares about good the good product on the field? Yes, I think what you what you've been saying is is like paramount yes. when it comes to schedule. Yeah. So and and the thing I find interesting too is yeah your love for the draft. Yeah. I mean, you look at what the Lions do, but it's also like looking at what other teams do in the draft. Yeah, yeah. So like, I find it interesting that you're not a little more interested. In I the love the schedule release because I like to see you know okay how is it going to line up? Okay, we have an easy three game stretch here, yeah. but. From a, from the rest of the teams, my team's never very good, so mm-hmm. I'm so concerned with how do we finagle our way into the postseason yeah. rather than everybody else because you all have it better than me. So that's why I'm more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't maybe. give a shit what Buffalo looks yeah. like. Okay, you're gonna be the two and you seed. Know what? Screw and, you. And in in the next couple years, if we hope that lines are good, maybe yeah. this actually flips where right. like the draft for you slightly goes. Okay, we're picking like 27. Yeah, that's a lot then less exciting. Like, then it's like that's not yeah. as exciting than the schedule release where it's like, all right, what's our first six look like? Are we gonna be five and one or two right. and four on the first? So right. maybe it flips in the next couple of years. Could for be. You. But for me personally, I really enjoy. I well, the line schedule is always fun to look at and just. Kind I of, like the videos that they've been doing too for like all the teams now. Yeah, I like how they have like a lot of fun with it. Every, yeah, they've yeah. been having a lot of fun the last couple of years too with releasing everything. Yeah, but I like the. Uh, I know we know the teams that they play and everything. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very sought out. But the idea of like, especially the first six weeks, really mm-hmm. seeing what how every team stacks up and like who's got hard schedules, who has easy schedules, right. Um, when teams are playing when are also very interesting because as we talk about, it's like, oh, the schedule might be really easy, but if your first six games are Baltimore, Chargers, Chiefs, right. Vikings or something, right. and then, right. you know, yeah. Broncos, or, it's like, okay, that's a lot harder schedule than going yeah. Raiders, Bears, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know what Home I mean? against the Packers. Home <laughs> against the Packers. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's yep. like that could make a difference between you starting 2-4 and four or right. starting 5-1 and one yep. and how that works out. So that part of it, seeing what primetime games you get. Um, yeah, that's a question I want to ask you. What do you think the Lions, how many do you think they're going to get? They're going to get at least one, right? Outside, uh, not including Thanksgiving. We're yeah. gonna get at least one. Outside right? of Thanksgiving, I think we're gonna get uh three. Three primetime games. Yes. Oh boy, Dan Campbell's already mad, I can tell, but it's okay. And I'm I'm also I I don't love the primetime game thing. I yeah. prefer just Sunday at one o'clock. Me too. In, I in like my, it. In my yeah. perfect world. I do too. I, it's, um, it's, it's I don't mind Sunday night. It's fine. I would rather it be Monday at that point. Yeah, I I don't love Monday night. Yeah. I just don't, you know, here's the thing. You know the reason why I enjoyed thinking last year as much as I did? I didn't have to hear Joe Buck or Troy Aikman one time all year last year. It was great. Mm. 
I didn't have to hear him say Aaron Rodgers. I didn't have to hear him say anything. It was just like, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's really hard when I don't see. I don't listen to audio, so yeah, I know. So yeah. I just uh, I, I hate. It's terrible. Anyway, um, going yeah, back so I don't to listen it, to them. I just watch the games. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's just something about looking at the schedules and kind of playing around and like kind of my one of my favorite things to do is going on. Um, online doing like the schedule prediction and like yeah we're gonna do the, that we're gonna going do that. through all the games and yep. everything and picking the games even mm-hmm. though like you don't you can't account for injuries and everything but just kind of playing out how you mm-hmm. feel like the schedule kind of goes yeah it's it's just kind of like losing track of how many wins you yeah have losing teams. track of how many teams That's each fun. team has so then it's like okay we like you're just picking based off who you think's the better team and then at the end you're like how did we get the charters at like seven wins right you know what i mean right. it's like one of those like do i this is how i truly feel about this team then right and that's it so it's just stuff like that I, I have a lot of fun with. Yeah, and then um, I think too, right, because you watch a lot more. Like, I don't watch a ton of NFL football, like, as intently outside of the Lions, mm-hmm. right, for the most part. Like, I'll watch Sunday night because it's on, right? I'll watch – I don't even watch Monday a ton, depending on the matchup, right? But, like, you you very much kind of delve into it. Like, okay, hey, well, we got Bill's Chiefs week four. Mm-hmm. Like, that's – appointment viewing right for me right or like this is this game here whatever so i mean if you are a a lover of football as a whole where you just constantly have sports on Mm -hmm. right the nfl schedule release is huge because you're like okay monday night i got this game in this game okay thursday night okay we got tennessee versus atlanta okay hard pass on that one i'm gonna Mm -hmm. go watch this instead or whatever so i think it's i think it's one of the things that's a little bit underrated and flies under the radar because if you like like I said, I focus on my team, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I care about. I want to watch the Lions, and I want to watch them succeed. And then I start to care more about other teams, the better the Lions are, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Lions are one and six. I didn't give a shit about what the hell Minnesota was doing because, mm-hmm. you know, we're yeah, out of it. So at that far point. Exactly, it. right? But if we're four and two, now I, I drastically care what everybody else in the NFC is doing mm-hmm. because I'm in the thick of it, right? So I'm hoping that as this year progresses where it's more of like, Oh man, I really need Dallas to lose today because that way, you know, we go to the three seed instead of the four or, mm-hmm. or whatever, right? So it's a lot. It's a lot of entertaining stuff there for sure. Um, you know, is there is there anything that you as you know because you know you kind of delve into it a little bit? Is there anything you look for in terms of like? Because I think sometimes the schedule release kind of you know the NFL kind of sends you a little bit of a message at mm-hmm. times, right, with the schedule release where you like like Lions didn't have any primetime games this year. That goes to show you kind of what they thought of the lions, right? Where you're like, yeah, you're just not sexy enough to be on there. Right. If, if you, if your prediction is correct, where they get three games, is that a indication to you where like the NFL is like, no, we expect you guys to be better, a competitive team that's in it, like in a race Mm -hmm. at some point during the year. Yeah, I, I look at that. I think the biggest tell is the Week 18 games okay? because those are all the divisional games. Yep. So generally they put who they think are the better two teams <clears> against <throat> each other and the worst two teams against each other. Yeah. Um, like they always try to like, you know, like last year they put Green Bay in the Lions. Not necessarily thinking the Lions are going to – they either pe- – okay, let me rephrase that. They usually put either a team that's – they think like by far the yeah. better in the division to play yeah. the bad team, or they put the two teams because they want to flex out that week eighteen game to get the best possible game. Right. So like last year they had Patriots Bills right. week eighteen because I think they probably were like, all right, this will probably be the one and two in the AFC East. Right. So let's put them there. Right. And if they're fighting, they're a game behind in the division, then right. that game will settle the score kind of thing. Right. right. Yeah. Obviously the Bills are way better. So, <laughs> but. Uh, it's things like that. There's like certain weeks, certain games, like Thanksgiving games 
are always like a pinpoint of like, okay, what games are we going to get on Thanksgiving? Because right now it's like, all right, you know the 17 games you play, you yeah. don't know who you're playing on Thanksgiving. Right. Last That's a huge year, one. Yeah. Last year, the one team we didn't want to play on Thanksgiving was the Bills, right. and then we got the Bills. Yeah, you're looking at like, oh, the most guaranteed loss possible on our schedule. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> um, it's always like those slates. Uh, I think right now they're doing, they're trying to work out the Christmas slates. Yeah. Where they're trying to make it a little more competitive against the NBA, yeah. even though the NBA is far better at yeah. the NBA, at the Christmas Day games. Mm-hmm. But um, like those games, some of the, like the bigger weekend games are right. kind of like pinpoint games yeah, for me. Yeah, so. for sure. I'm looking forward to it next week. Obviously, we're going to break down the schedule. Right? It's also something I feel like I can like get initial like feel like the draft. Yeah. It's fun to like speculate. Right. You and don't that, really. Yeah. There's no instant gratification there. Yeah. There's right? no instant gratification because I don't know. Yeah. You're trying to, pr- you're trying to how push people into spots, right? Like, okay, Jake Campbell's obviously going to start, which he is, but like you, you, you can't guarantee Yeah. That. You can't guarantee. And I don't know how good in the NFL he's going to be. Right. When the schedule release comes out, I go, okay, I can take last year's data. Yeah. Say, okay, they added, you know, a piece or two here or there, but no team generally goes from like, three to 12 wins. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's usually a steady increase or a steady decrease. Mm -hmm. So you're not like astronomically far from where you were the year before. Right. So I could take that data. Except for Minnesota. Except for Minnesota. (laughs) I mean, dropping down to the mean, they'll win like nine games. (laughs) Still be fine. But you know, then you can kind of like compact that and see how good each team's going to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure my Kool-Aid's going to be flowing. I'm sure my dad's going to text me and say, we're going 13 and four. It's going to happen. Just calling it out like I see it. If he listens to this, he's probably going to be like, nuh-uh. And then I'm going to get at that text. When does it drop, by the way, Mike? Thursday. Thursday. We're Thursday getting it. Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Eastern time. Standard time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's going to be released. We're going to talk about it all next yeah. week for sure. I will sure. say, if you keep track on like Twitter or anything, they, oh, start, yeah, they start releasing everything like the day yeah. before. Like I think last year I knew like 11 or 12 of the games. Yeah like the Lions were going to play and yep. where they were going to play them mm-hmm. before the schedule comes. Like well, we know the they series. don't have any international games this year. That's for sure. We've already kind of, that's already kind of been yeah. leaked, right? Yeah. The only one that was going to be was the Chiefs one in Germany. Right. I think the Bears get that one. Yeah. yeah. So you guys I, can have fun with that one. That'll be an ass whooping. Yeah. And the Chargers are going back to back. Or not the Chargers, sorry. The Jags, I think they're playing back to back weeks in Germany. Oh, really? Or London or London. Oh, at least they're doing back to back. Well, because than... they were going to do a home in and away one. Air gotcha. Close. And so instead How long traffic, until they moved to London? I hope not. Like I hope not. It's going to happen. Soon. It's going to happen. They have four and, teams in Florida. They yeah, don't need exactly. They're like Jacksonville. Yeah. Did anybody know where Jacksonville was until we started a team yeah. here? It just it just sounds terrible to have to fly all. Oh my over god, that would suck. Fly back. And yeah. Well, they'd have to have like strings of games, right? Yeah, you'd have they'd to do like, like okay, we're gonna like three games at home, three games away. Yeah. So like, because you can never do it off and on. Yeah. Ever. And you can never do a short week. Yeah. Ever because you'd be like, oh, that's gonna mess up everything else because they can't do a short. Well, I guess you could do a short week on like a Sunday to Thursday if you're in the states or at home or something. Yeah, you could do a short week. Right. Actually, you couldn't. You'd have to be in the states for a short week. Yeah, but you couldn't. Like, you could never go to Jacksonville and play a Thursday. Like, the Lions can never fly to play the Jags in London for a Thursday night game. Not possible. No, because you no, play on Sunday. That's what I mean. Okay, it's a it's a day. The after. only Jacksonville short week you could have if they came to like Detroit right. and then yeah. played Chicago and then went back home. Exactly. Like you couldn't do it in in right. uh, in London. In London, ever. yeah, could so, never do that. Even a Monday night is really stretching it. Yeah, like, that'd be bad. So yeah, no, I I hope they. I mean, it would be good for London, and the crowd would be crazy there. Probably. Oh yeah. It would just be like, it's one of those like, oh, God, it's just 
the, nobody the, would want to go there. No one would want to play nobody there. No one would want to play in there because it would be you're flying 12 Awful. hours each Having time. Having to go there once a year, every year, it, you know, because yeah, in the division. In the division or just like playing on Jacksonville. Like a lot of people are going to – or playing on the Jags. A yeah. lot of people are going to be like – Trevor Lawrence is like, you know what? I'm good. I don't want to be here yeah, anymore. Let, let me go literally anywhere else because I don't want to fly all the way to London and come back to the States every single time. Exactly. All right, that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. Next week, obviously, NFL schedule release. We're going to be reviewing AEW Dynamite because we're going to be there live and in person. Lots Hopefully of good stuff. Suck. Huh? Yeah. Hopefully, it Hopefully it doesn't suck. That's our level of expectations. We're obviously going to be doing an NBA playoff check, and who knows? All three, all four series could be over. We don't know. It could be a thing. Yes. Game sevens would be on Sunday and Monday. Exactly. So, so we could be talking about Eastern Western Conference Finals. We never know. Do the Lakers blow it? Maybe. I don't know. Mike, if Mike's not on the show, we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> all that and more next week. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merc. So, Mike Merkel, I'm the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. We will see you guys, as always, next time.